Okay, it's Friday. Uh, That's just, always good. It always puts a smile on her face. It's Friday. Yeah, it right? should. Yeah, TGIF, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. we're recording this a day late. My bad. I uh, just got back from New York, but yeah. oh. here we are. You're so great. You're gracious enough to uh, to do this. Uh, not only on Friday, but kind of in the middle of the day. Ah, um, it's fine. I love doing it whenever. <laughs> you just want to do it. It doesn't. I just cleared matter. my calendar for like the last day and a half and i was like whatever let's make this happen whatever yeah are you do you have some busy are you busy do you have a lot of things going on right now no actually i don't okay well that's good yeah. to know. yeah um i do have a lot of things going on but nothing worth yeah. talking about on the podcast good what i did want to talk to you about <laughs> before we get into into the WNBA playoffs which i know will just excite the shit out of our listeners but tough shit um yeah. So, I know you know this band, Smashing Pumpkins. You've heard of them, right? Of course. Yep. Okay. Are you a fan of Smashing Pumpkins? Do you like? Where do you stand on Smashing? No, Pumpkins? I. I had friends in college who were really into them, and I would so I'd listen to them a lot. Yeah. And I kind of got to. I don't want to say enjoy them, but I and and uh, I, I I didn't mind listening to them. Yeah, uh, and I, I do. I, I do enjoy the one song. It's the was it in the nineteen seventy five or nineteen seventy eight or something? Oh, uh, the one that goes. <laughs> the like I think the so. groovy I one that's like cool kids never doing stuff. That one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the words. It's like <laughs> it's like the it's the second record. I think I don't know. I don't know anything about. Yeah, it that. wasn't like their. Yeah, exactly. It was. It was. Um, Right, I think it was yeah, it was their second album or something. 1979, I think maybe. Yeah. Is what cool kids yeah. never cruising by. Anyway, I don't know. I had this song. I woke up with this song. Dis- that was my favorite song. That was the one I enjoyed the most listening to, and I think it was like the least smashing pumpkin song. I think though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack with the smashing pumpkins because you've got Billy Corgan, who, mm. as it turns out, is kind of a piece of shit. Like when they first came onto the scene, like I saw their video and I was like, oh, this is cool. Music's exciting. Like it was like two days. Anyway. Yeah. But I quickly learned that that voice only goes so far. Like I can't, I can't listen to, like it's too much. Like I can't hear it. But I did happen to wake up with that song Disarm in my brain today. Mm. And I was laughing because the lyrics are so absurd. Like, I don't really know them. I just know, like, a couple of them. Like, I know, <laughs> like, I was singing, like, I used to be a little boy. And then I was like, what? These lyrics are so stupid. It's like, the killer in me is the killer in you. What's a boy <laughs> supposed to do? What I choose is my choice. Like, I was like, God, this is, like, maybe the stupidest song ever. Like, could you just throw words together? It's the- like one of those, like, old, it's, it's, it's like one of those old, like what was like the late seventies, early eighties, where it was like sort of the the power ballad songs, where you're like, oh, you so you made my point for me. You're so good. You're so fucking good at this. You're so good at this. I looked it up. Like the song is about. It makes no sense. The song's about child abuse. Once you look oh, at it in the light okay. of child abuse, it makes absolute sense. 
Mm. It's like he's disarming you with a smile. And like, oh, I know. I felt really guilty. I was like, oh man, this song's not really bad. It's just, I was looking yeah, at it from the wrong ba- I mean, perspective. About bad things. But then I, I got to think of like the 90s, like grunge was like, you had to have a song about abuse. Like you had to have so like either running away, like <laughs> yeah. child abuse, yeah. like domestic abuse. Like they're every yeah. band, Pearl Jam had like 20. Like yeah, they're like they dedicated albums to child abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Toadies had one. I looked it up. Like Green Day did it. Like everybody did it. Like after a while, REM got in, got in there. Like everybody was like, "Well, now I have to have a meaningful song about an abuse that happened," um, and release it as a single, which I thought, and then turned into a hit too. Like they, it was right, it which was, is such an, a weird thing, right? Like to have it be a hit. Yeah. Um, and then I, I had the exact same thought. I was like, wait, this is like akin to the hair metal power ballads. Like everybody was like, oh, and you got to have a power ballad. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then every band had one and they're fantastic. Yeah. But it kind of yeah. is what killed that, that brand of music. People were like, oh yeah, the band with the big hair is going to come out and sing a love song. But I think that <laughs> Grunge just did it. They, they just didn't sing a love song. They just sang right. about like, killing your parents yeah right or having sex at summer camp i I feel like it's um with a lot of songs though once you start really listening to them what in a way like when you start recognizing what the lyrics are maybe i should say before you realize what the song is maybe about is that the the lyrics a lot of times i feel with most songs to me like don't make sense like they right and and it's like what the fuck are you talking about and right and it's all you know they're sort of they're talking about something like r&b r&b so straightforward it doesn't r&b is so straightforward that's maybe why i liked it and enjoy it so much like so it's not but there's always like the what was the it was an r um was ario speedwagon or something what they're they're talking about like rowing the ship no with no oars or something what yeah oh god damn it see now i shouldn't have had because i had this in my head and now i'm like i don't know the lyrics and and um speedwagon wrote a song about rowing no it's it's not about rowing but they're like part of their song is like it's it's the example or whatever they use please like, tell me what song this is i ha- like that's the metaphor is rowing or a ship without it's a ship without any oars or something <laughs> oh man. you gotta get oh. to the bottom of this oh hang on like i can't to, fight this feeling this. That yeah, one? maybe that's what. Yeah, fight this feeling. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. But it's pretty straightforward in that. I don't think that's the song. It's time to bring the ship into the shore. That one. Yeah. And throw away the oars. Yeah, it's like I. I mean, that's a pretty. Really that's that's. You don't have to really like expand your imagination too much to figure out. Really, I think it's just sort of like that's. But that's the metaphor you use. Like that's a terrible metaphor. I think it's true. It really but, doesn't make a lot of sense. So he's that song. I want to now. I want to listen to because I think it could really. I've I don't know any like I've been I've just always just said the words along. I've never processed what. Right, and that I think that's my bigger point. He talks about like, running around in circles. When does he get in a boat? This is fantastic. I I'm gonna listen to that song and I'm gonna love it. <laughs> I can't fight this feeling anymore. I've gotten what I started fighting for. It's time to bring this ship into shore yeah. and throw away the oars yeah. forever. He's not going to do that anymore. He's been wandering too much. I guess. He's been running around in circles in his mind. See, that to me is like, there's a, a tiny metaphor. 
like he just kind of says like oh this is a thing that like it's just a different way to say what he's feeling i know but like, i think it's a terrible metaphor but billy corgan's over here spouting like gross high school poetry like it's i know i, I would rather it's he was like <laughs> using metaphors like yes like in all songs like you know use metaphors i just feel like there's a lot of songs that like actually these metaphors when you start kind of listening to them, they don't really make sense in, unless you, you really have to sort of really break it down and understand the whole song. Maybe. Well, this Ario Speedwanged song is a whirlwind. It's, it deserves, it could be, it could, I mean, that song is so good. But I think you're right. I think if you like dedicated it, like if you called the radio station and were like, I'd like to dedicate Can't Fight This Feeling, you would just do it because you thought that was what it it's was. It's a great about. song. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, Tammy. I can't yeah. fight this feeling anymore. Right. And then when you really break it down, it's probably about domestic abuse. <laughs> probably. Like a sailor. Like a who sailor. Ta- who, it's who, about the who would ever use this metaphor about like, you know what? It's time for me to like what? Settle down here. I gotta bring the ship into shore here and throw away my oars. Like no one's talking like that. It's like it doesn't It's like if you ever listen to Jimmy Buffett and he, it's like half his lyrics Wait, are nonsense. You, I'm sorry, did you really just ask me that? <laughs> Do I listen to Jimmy Buffett? If, no, if motherfucker. No. No. Uh, uh, I mean, I know. Sure, I know. I know songs of his. Of course. I, that's fine. Like, you don't have to admit it. It's fine. Like boat drinks. Most people don't or won't. Are you, Most people are can't you stand it. That's fine. Are, wait, are you But a, he at least like up. makes, are you he at least does try to act like he's making like some sort of like good, you know, um, metaphor here or something. He's just talking like weird nonsense stuff, and th- it, I sort of appreciate that about. Wait, him. so Jimmy Buffett? There isn't there. It's not like a Da Vinci Code. Like he's just saying random shit. And so there's half it. the half the stuff are like most of his overall themes of his songs are sort of like um are, are sort of uh uh like wanderlust or like regrets or or there is a lot of them too are just about like sort of travels and and like life can, and all that kind of stuff. Can we pause real quick here? Oh boy, yeah. Oh. Are you a parrot head? I'm not a parrot head, no. But you are, like, you're talking right now. I do right love now. Jimmy Buffett. You music. love Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, his music, I do. You're, it's a happy, it's a happy is, place for me. This is a, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I, I've been to, like, I wanted, half a dozen I want to ri- I, wa- <laughs> <laughs> I want to ridicule you mercilessly, mercilessly, but at the same time, I'm too interested. I've been hiding I've never known. Parrot head. I've never no. I've never seen one in the wild. Parrot heads are, are fucking weird. Where did you? You gotta. You're gonna have to back this up a little bit. Oh shit. Okay. Where did this start? Give uh, me, give me the, late. I was a late teenager. I think. I think I was still in high school. Are you? Um, and I, my brother got me into it, and I don't know how he started it. Um, he was just like, we, yo, I've been listening to these cheeseburger in paradise, and it's really. So okay, so here's the other here's the other thing too about there's a very specific uh, discography for me uh, about what about what I what I consider his really good songs. Okay, and it's so not it's not the hits. It's, it's not, not it's mo it's not it's not Margaritaville and Cheeseburger in Paradise. I'll right, put it that way. Right, you're not flipping. There's a few other ones that are on like his, some top. of his hits that are on his that are on his greatest hits albums, like Come Monday and uh, like Son of a Son of a Sailor and Pirate Looks at Forty and those things. If you listen to those songs, those those actually have some sort of, I, I, to me, like deeper sort of meanings to them. Do they? 
Yeah, there's sort of that that sort of longing of like maybe his life went wrong or he you know he chose like sort of the wrong path. Those kinds of things. Regret. Wow. Um, it's those kinds of things. So, though, but there's layers but, but, to Jimmy Buffett, like beyond like margaritas in a parking lot with yeah, like older women. Yeah, 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 exactly. Can you tell um, me what it's like to go to a Jimmy Buffett show? Like, do you do the whole thing? It's it's they're fun. Because you went to one. Of, did you go to one as a high school student? Huh? You went to a Jimmy Buffett concert like in high school? Yeah, I think I was in high school. I actually might not have been. You know what? Well, I might just after I graduated. I went with my brother. This we is... went to um, uh, the Gorge, Eastern Washington, which is a great place for a concert. Sure, so my brother. Huh? It's beautiful. It's a, it's incredible. It's yeah. it's probably one of the better. It's probably up there with like Red Rocks and stuff. Of some of the most spectacular yeah. best places I've ever seen. Concert. It's truly stunning. Um, and uh, so we drove. We did like a road trip. We drove. We we camp. You camp there in the in the parking lot, and everyone's high or drunk, and and everyone's happy. Are they in there like? A good time. Were they like middle aged? Yeah, it's 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 vast majority is like middle aged dudes in Hawaiian shirts and campers. Did you bands. wear a Hawaiian shirt, Chris? Uh, at that point, I don't think I did. Wait a minute. But I, this makes so much sense. Yeah, you are, you right? are a tank top, flip-flop wearing yep. Norwegian. I've seen yep. like most of the summer yep. in New York City. I love City, Hawaiian shirts. You wear flip-flops on the subway. You're the only person I know that does. And this is like <laughs> your inner Buffett coming out. This is yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you go I, to Gorge and you I love I love Coronas, you know, um, too. Like it's all there's all this sort of like this sort of like inner hidden sort of side of me in a way. Like I've oh I've kept God. this secret because I didn't want to get ridiculed because I most people hate them and can't stand them and talk shit about them. So I, I this them? has always Who's been my them? little sort of the Jimmy Buffett boys. What does he have a band? Like what's his? Is it just is? It, you mean them like the fans? No, like people. That I come in contact with, like you, friends and and people, right? Like I don't, okay. I don't want to get, I don't want to deal with sort of the ridicule and the questioning and the like the the talking shit of it all. So I've always never like. I'll be been honest openly... with you. If you would have told me, maybe like even last year, I would have just shit it all over this. But yeah. for some yep. reason, I'm in a sensitive mood. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> and I can, I can, I mean, I think he's trash, but I don't really know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear like like the key yeah, best theme songs, I, but I'm interested. <laughs> I'm very, very interested in this side of you. So I'll, I'll say this, like when, um, do you read his books? I mean, I, I have, I did. I actually, I read his book, his, uh, it's the pirate looks at 40, which is his, um, autobiography or whatever. Oh, you don't read his fiction. No, no, I don't read his. Fiction. He's a novelist, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I do. he's everything, man. He's a restaurateur. He's, he's got his hands and, a lot of shit. I am. I am also impressed with his with his ability to sort of um, market himself and make money and how, what he does. The entrepreneurial per- spirit of Jimmy Buffett yeah. being a white guy playing like bullshit island songs. Like, but mm-hmm. he's just like a, he's just like he's just a, a like a two degrees from like James Taylor, but with like a steel drum in the background, and it's a totally yeah. different thing. It's yep. his, it's his individual wheelhouse. Yep, and nobody can even come close. So who I I was asking somebody this recently, who gets the Jimmy Buffett like fan base when he kicks it? Like who's who's next in line? Who's, I don't think there is one. Man. There has to be. He's got like he's got a dedicated following. Parrotheads need 
something else. It's the I same way. They just keep like, listening to Jimmy gra- Buffett. Grateful Dead people all started like, you know, they found their like fish thing or they waited yeah, for Denko to But come even out. then, right? It wasn't quite the same. Oh, it'll never be Buffett. It'll never be Buffett. Yeah, like he can't, like Buffett, I, yeah, I don't. The only one I've come, and it's not even close because it's, it's, it's actually different, but Jack Johnson is that's, somewhat. That's where a, I would land. That's it's, a similar vein of that. But it's I I think what I'm getting from you is that it's not as. But Jack Jones is very a lot more poignant, I think, with his lyrics and his music and stuff too, and he's not as sort of like schmaltzy and whatnot, right? Well, like Jimmy era. Buffett dove all in headfirst because he wasn't going to make it as a as a regular band. He tried and it wasn't working. Oh, he did the the Kenny Rogers thing. He tried to be. He like was yeah. It was kind of a, he was kind of like a Kenny or like a um like a not cream but like a uh not credence but kind of somewhere in that kind of vein of like that 60s like right. 70s like kind of like um like a hippie-ish band. Yeah, hippie's kind of like Stone. Huey band. Lewis did like, the same thing with his band Clover. Yeah. He just didn't make it. All right. Yeah, exactly. So then he was like he went to Key West one day and was like I could fucking do like I could do this. Yeah, I he fa- I can't remember what exactly how it worked. He, but he was in the studio and he started kind of playing these songs and he he just he kind of he he literally he created his own thing. He didn't follow anybody else. I think he literally came up with all that himself. He's not fucking Gallagher. He's like Gallagher. And he, yeah, he <laughs> he's is. just being Honestly, a regular comedian, and he yep. you know, people weren't interested. Yep. So he got fucking sledgematic. Yep. And then he had he a following. A yep. But his shtick blew up into a billion dollar business. No, and like, I mean Land Shark beer's got to be worth. I'm. Mean, he's got to be paid oh, on that alone. Like, yeah. I d- but I've never. He was I, he was sponsoring the uh the naming rights for the I think for the 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 Miami uh, uh football arena for a while there. I, I gotta Land say, Shark. Chris, I'm caught off guard. I wish I was prepared for this. I've got a <laughs> a laundry list of questions that I want to ask about how this all plays out. I will say this. So yeah, Jack Johnson. When I I think that 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 he is the heir apparent. Although I, this. There, but it's different. A, it's not like parent heads aren't gonna just go over and take Jack Johnson over though, right? It's it's a. It, there's somewhere between Jack Johnson and like Fish, right? That's the that's the concert. That's a Jimmy Buffett concert. Isn't there like a like a Brad somebody or maybe I don't know. I like, like Brad, so I, I don't even Brad like Paisley I'm not even in something. that world of like oh who else is there? Let's find it. It's just Jimmy Buffett for me, and there's no one else really. And it's Jimmy Buffett, and it's just like like a like a chunk of time in his catalog. That you were like you don't uh, you're not out buying the new CDs. I'm not out buying the new CDs, but there's a newer songs that I've actually. The more I listen to it, the more I realize it's his newer things, like like say the '90s on, and I'm like, oh, because he's talking about like the internet and those kinds of things or whatever. And I'm like, oh, actually, this is actually a decent song. It's one of his newer ones. He's like, my dial-up won't play. But they're more, and yeah, just they're more like the ones I like. Sound. There's more slower sort of ballads. Why won't um, AOL send me a new CD? And uh, they're <laughs> they're um. They're there's kind of the slower stuff. They're not as sort of the, the 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 not poppy, but the the crazy kind of you know like schmaltzy kind of stuff too. Um, has he ever done like anything? Like has he ever done like a bat like a like a standards record or like duet? He'll do. Like, is it so time to do done, a duets album with Jimmy Buffett? Should we bring him so. back to the public? I don't think so. Like like Johnny Cash. Actually, I'll like, tell you this. Rick Rubin could produce it. It'll you could we could get like. <laughs> Like my chemical romance. <laughs> like there's gotta be a bunch of kids that grew up listening to this shit because of their fucking weird parents. Like I bet you like the guy from Fun is a big Jimmy Buffett. Like I'm this is a let's do let's do the duets <laughs> album. Let's bring him a, let's dust off Jimmy Buffett. What we'll, he do, what he we'll does actually Casey Musgrave covers, to sing a song. He covers a lot of songs that he likes. Of course he does, in the in the style of Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. 
Right. Woof. But I will that's say like he, my does, nightmare. Like, he does that's my actual thing. nightmare. He does a version of like Mexico though. He, but he stays in his lane, right? He he stays in that sort of Americana yeah, country. Mexico is basically a Jimmy Buffett song, right? Like Right, but he does a much better version. That's that's James Taylor, right? We were only yeah. just saying that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he should uh, just he also, cover But he also does too. the um he does the Grateful Dead one uh Uncle John's Band, which is actually a good one. To eat. It's it's basically the same song, but he does it's I I enjoy it. But I think that like Grateful Dead fans probably hate that song. That'd be like Jerry Garcia doing Cheeseburger in Paradise. Like I think it's like I think they're okay with that though, because they they respect each other, they like each other, and stuff. I think Jimmy Buffett and Grateful Dead are they in the same? Do they? Do those people? I think, also? The, I think them as band as musicians. I think they knew each other and liked each other. Oh yeah, yeah, they they definitely like. I think he only pads. does people that he knows and likes and respects and song wise and stuff. Like I he do. did. I remember one of the concerts we went to. It was right after. <laughs> do your um, parents? Did your parents always go with you? No, no, they no, no, did. No, no. It you was went, always like my brother and I, or um, did, I, I literally did you I have drag no other people friends. to these shows. What you did? You couldn't. There's no way you could have brought anyone. Like no one could. Nobody. Have known this. Nobody wanted to go to these shows. Of course, it was just not. me and my brother basically. You and go a few to, of his friends. Do you go to? It's like it's an it's a two day affair, maybe three, right? Because you got you can't just drive back all blitzed on Margs, <laughs> right? You got right. Uh, it's overnight. You spend the night. You get up the next morning. You go home. Oh, so you get, you drive up and then you you unpack your shit and you get ready. You pregame. And yeah, the, and then you, yeah, uh, concert that night, and then yeah, he also does this weird concert thing. It's only like affair it's with like, an older it's only woman. like three days a week. He'll actually do a show or something. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, he does like he, it's like Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays or something too. I can't believe this dude even tours. Like, what's the fucking point? I'd be like, you can find. He me, loves it, man. You can it's find sold me, out every you time. Can find you know how much money he fucking makes. I know, but like at this point, I would just be like, I'm sitting on pop top. But that's what I'm saying. Like he, oh, he controls everything top. now where he's like, he, he only does certain days a week where he'll do the shows. So he has enough days in between to rest and chill out. Guy's got to be uh, pushing 80, right? I mean, he's mad old at this point. Yeah, he's this on, oldie, at least mid seventies. Yeah. I don't think he's appreciated enough. You know, like everybody is like clamoring to yeah, see man. Willie Nelson before he dies. But there's a living yeah. legend out there right now. Goes by the name of a, uh, James Buffett, and you should catch him. He's <laughs> seventy-four. A tour. I would cry so many tears if I had to sit through a Jimmy Buffett show. I couldn't even have fun oh, yeah, with like you. I, like there's no, there isn't a there isn't a a world where I couldn't sit there and not be depressed listening to his music. And then I'd probably start <laughs> listening to the lyrics and be like, "This is a song about a sad sailor full of regret." Yeah. And then I would yep. find the parallels to my life and Jimmy Buffett's life, mm-hmm. except for he's successful and I'm not. And then I would get a parrot tattoo on my face. <laughs> on your neck. So it looks like it's sitting on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, he's in Cleveland tomorrow. Ooh. It's only two hours away, Chris. Oh, man. Who plays with Jimmy Buffett? This isn't, this is just nobody. It's just him. He has his band and it's just him. I don't think he ever has opening acts. Nobody cares. Nobody else. See, that's the thing. Nobody wants to see anybody else. They just want to see Jimmy Buffett. Man, he's got a lot of dates in Florida. Go figure. He's Mm. spending all. Well, I mean, does he have like a, does he have, he has restaurants, right? There's Margaritaville. Yeah. All through the South, I think. Oh, just a horror. I mean, Chris, this is something. (laughs) This, I, I won't. I won't talk about it anymore because I feel like everyone's lost interest the same way they do when they hear a Jimmy Buffett song. But, <laughs> but we all know one. We all we all could hum one, and that's something. That's a stamp right there. I'll, and now I can I'll, say I know somebody who 
unironically listens to Jimmy Buffett deep cuts, which is a person that I like and know very well. This is, I'm just blown away. I'm just, I, I, I didn't think this is where this conversation was going. <laughs> I know it definitely was definitely not. It was definitely not anywhere close to going this way. I'll tell you this. We'll close with this. I haven't been to a concert though in 15 plus years because coming to New York, like I wouldn't, I was never going to go to the, like Jones beach by myself. And, and that like, would you dry Jones beach. The play, yeah, the, the venue exactly, that would be right? the yeah. I will guarantee you that it is not a dry concert. People uh, in a Jimmy Buffett show at Jones Beats, it, they will sneak in whatever they need to sneak Oh, I thought you meant because all the ladies' panties are wet. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he's playing at the uh, New Orleans Jazz and Heritage yeah, Festival. It's not. He's not because I think it was canceled. You need to change. You need to update his website. October 17th? I think Jazz Fest got canceled. Maybe I'm, oh, or maybe they just postponed it. You know what? This might be a postponement. Okay, uh, just quickly, what's <laughs> what's the best? What's like your? What's the Jimmy Buffett song that I, I, I and every listener should hear to try to like change their perspective perspective on? Oh, that's tough. Come um, on, you could. I do will it. tell you. I think my absolute favorite. I think that I enjoyed listening to the most is, um, and it, it might, this might sort of, uh, maybe, I'm not sure. I don't know. It, it's, it's tough because it, I don't know how you'll go with it, with, with that kind of music and songs and stuff, but it's called Tin Cup Chalice. Okay. God, that sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> it's like just, <laughs> I, those, I, I can see that stupid, I could see how, oh God, is he, oh man, he's talking about shrimp boats. Oh. I do like that song, Boat Drinks. I just learned about it. Yeah, Boat Drinks is a good song. Because I, I went on a boat with Roscoe and he passed out and I was looking for a song on Instagram to put and it just came up and I was, it's a pretty funny song. Yeah, and it's, it's just, it's chill. It's it, chill music. Yeah, he's just saying Boat Drinks. The boys in the band are having Boat Drinks. Order Boat Drinks. And yeah. that's it. That's a wrap. That's There's the another one, uh, Havana Daydreaming. No, dude, these titles are terrible. Oh, of course they are. They're... <laughs> It's son of a son of a sailor is a great one because I think it's an ode to his grandfather. Uh, all right, we're gonna yep. put a fork in this yep. cheeseburger in paradise, but <laughs> I just segue right into the WNBA because we've already <laughs> lost every listener, so we might as well talk about <laughs> women's basketball that nobody else cares about in the world, um, which is not entirely true, Chris. It's not. Um, I was listening to, yeah, as you know, I listened to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Uh, which is a Philly, it's a 76ers pod. But yep. one of the hosts I found out recently is a big WNBA fan. Okay. Mike, not Spike. Um, and he, on the last show, had Jordan Liggins, I think her name is. She's a, I think she's from Philly. Um, she's a co-host of the Spinsters podcast with Haley O'Shaughnessy, oh. which is a all WNBA podcast. I've never listened to it, but I will... Cause I, they, they broke down the playoffs. Like they got me amped. Like this was a re- it was a really good podcast. It was the end of their normal Ricky Sanchez podcast, but it was like in depth. They broke down like all the players. They broke down like how the league needs to expand. Like a lot of shit we've talked about, mm-hmm. but she, this, I was just, I, I got pumped. And then last night I went to turn on the football game and, uh, WNBA playoffs were on, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not turning." I just watched both games. 
back to back. <laughs> I just I just leaned into it. I watched it till like midnight, and it was fantastic. As we've said a million times, it it's top it's top shelf basketball. Yeah, played at a a better pace with less calls, less drama, less bullshit. And and true, like it was. Both games were like had lights out shooting. I don't know. I and and then you just pile in the fact that the first two rounds of the playoffs are are single elimination. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Like it's crazy. Like they it's crazy. And Phoenix was playing in like a gym that wasn't theirs because of course they got kicked out of their own arena. So they're playing in some like Grand Canyon University. Like it holds yeah. like twelve thousand people. It's packed. The place is going nuts. Like it was. There's a few I, of these teams that are experiencing the same thing too. It's a, well, I mean, we can get into that because I, I mean that's not the point though. I, I don't want to get into that. Well, I will. I will say this, and then I'll let you talk. Where, where the WNBA is right now, this is, it is, I think at the at its peak with talent, mm-hmm. and there just are. It's not, overflowing with there's, talent. Because it's there's, exactly there's, right. There are not enough places for these players mm-hmm. to play. So you're seeing these teams where like Diana Taurasi didn't play last night and it didn't really even matter because it's next person up and it's someone great. It's someone fantastic. Last night it was Cunningham. I, I think this is like, I think what we're seeing is the golden age of women's basketball. Like there will, mm-hmm. this is as much talent as there could possibly be compressed into a single league. Every team is competitive. Every team has great players. It's, I, it's, it's, it's incredible. incredible. Like, I think that the, it's I, really good. Basketball. It'll, it'll go, it'll go down in the gold as the, as the, I think the best, the best probably era of women's basketball and, and basketball in general. And no one will ever care, including like ESPN who like hosts it. Like they're like, you can't find any, you can't find any information about these games. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy how in the dark ages there has to be an audience for this. It just doesn't. I don't get it. There, there is. I mean, and the ratings show it. Um, but I, I think the big thing, and I, and I think uh, you know, m- people who are more knowledgeable than, than than we are talk about this stuff is that it's they're they don't um, promote it enough, right? Like they don't give it enough space how and time. You- they don't have writers or or media people like covering it enough, right? They don't have enough um if you go on sort of infrastructure you, to help promote if, the sport itself but but people are watching the game so that that is absolute if you go on the espn site and look up the highlights Garbage. from last night's games this is a this is espn it, the games are played on espn or abc there's two highlights from the phoenix the the phoenix yeah. game last night one is the last like 30 seconds which was fine yep. there was like it was incredible it was, like, it was incredible but it, there were so many more highlights and the other is Chris Paul looking bored. That's the other highlight. That's what they it's give him. Ridiculous. Yeah. I know, but it's like that's it's that bullshit. It's the misogyny. It's whatever. And I get it. Like you can't force a horse to drink or whatever. You can just take him to water. But like, but it's here's it, what you here's what you can do though is that you can you the other old adage maybe what you can use that is that you got to spend money to make money. And and I think people are are proving this and showing this that this league is viable to make money. And there's the whole problem with the women's basketball and the w, uh, the NCAA too that ties into this is that they're not promoting it enough or they're not spending enough money on it when when it shows it's proven that there is the marketing ability and and the sponsorships ability and all that stuff to put it on television to generate revenue. Google off of this. is the fucking sponsor you, of the playoffs. Like there's there's got to be like 
Is it, but is people, the, you got to spend that money to, to promote that, to put it out there, to make more people aware that that's here, then that it's a good product that other people will kind of start paying attention to those. Is the problem that WNBA is, uh, WNBA is under the NBA? Like, is it? No, because be it's breaking it away to some degree on that. Because not as all not all the teams are owned by the same and owners anymore. Like there, there's there there. I think there. I I we I I've drawn this parallel before about the what with the NBA in the late seventies, um, right before uh, it, it the, the NBA blew up and took off. And and there's parallels with with their um, revenue streams and 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 television viewership and and how that sort of they were struggling financially in the NBA and all that stuff. And then they started expanding and they kind of blew up. And then the eighties came and magic and Larry and all these things and blah, blah, blah. And it, it was, and from there it's, you know, it, it, it was on a bullet train, uh, to success. And the WNBA is the exact same place right now. I think as, as far as with ratings and marketability and those kinds of things and also, but talent wise, right? Like there, there was a golden age of talent that came in the late seventies and early eighties that I don't think you can draw parallels to other uh, eras in, in, in the NBA is, is what happened in the 80s and the explosion of, of talent, like really top end talent across the board, right? There wasn't just, it wasn't just Kareem and Wilt and Oscar Robinson and Jerry West and like, you know, guys here and there kind of overlapping each other. All of a sudden there was like a half a dozen to a dozen players who are really good, who will go down as Hall of Famers. Yeah. And that's exactly what the WNBA has now right now too. I totally agree. And I think that it's still like completely untapped. I, yes. There is there is at least two, probably three teams worth of talent out there who are who, of women who are not on rosters right now because it's of roster crunches. They and they go. I think like some of these players literally fly to their their second or their their first jobs in other countries like as soon as these playoffs mm-hmm. end, like they and go get actually paid. I think that the yeah. Where some of them can't start the season with the WNBA because they're still over in Europe playing. Because they, they get paid. To, they and have to, you can get paid. Sue Bird can make millions there and make like $150,000 playing. Right. But now some of those top tier WNBA players like Sue Bird or whatever don't have to go to Europe now because they're getting paid enough here. In sponsors. So it's, it's, which is good. And, and it's, and it's, it, it, it's creating a little bit of like maybe a division in the gap there because not everybody could, but, th- but that's also, I mean, that's just part of the thing. It's like not everybody can get paid as well right now. And that's fine. Um, so it's it's like some of those some of those players, really good players, don't have to go overseas now though, which is like another great thing. But if they they need at least like I don't know, starting next year might be too tough, but they need two more teams at least within the next two years, and then another two teams after that, two years after that probably. That at least sort of they need four teams. I think they definitely need four teams. However, they structure uh, structure it or to bring them in though over the next couple of years is probably a, is probably more of a financial thing than anything. Yeah, I mean, but they're easy there. But they get hire some writers. Like struggle, um, maybe, you know, like you have to, some of these things, you have to sort of lose a little bit of money. Um, I was just reading something about like the, with direct TV and the, and the NFL, you know, ticket, how they have that thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things that they say is like they, AT&T basically loses money on the, on the, on the NFL ticket basically. Cause they, they don't have enough subscribers to sort of cover the cost that they pay a, a billion and a half dollars a year to, to have that have right. But it's it's a marketing. They they chalk it up to like they a can marketing. They say they have the NFL, right? And they have the NFL, all that kind of stuff. So they make money elsewhere off of it and whatnot. I'm no. I mean, I'm not. I'm. And I think that's the exact same thing they have to think with, with women's sports is that you have to be willing to sort of lose money for a little while potentially because the payoffs are so are infinite with years down the road. I just can't see that. I, to me, like it's it's in a perfect place. The season's short. 
the playoffs are like single mm-hmm. elimination till the very end, which we should get into actually. I want to. I, I I think they should. I think they should get away. Like first round, fine. Do the single elimination. But I think there's also you. If you give three game series, which is kind of hard because it's like one 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 kind of thing, which is maybe a little awkward for travel and whatnot. But that second round, like you got to put more games, uh, you put more games for these women on in, I, the, in the playoffs because it's they spend this whole they spend what three months playing the season and all of a sudden like one game and they're out for I know, two rounds does, I think it, is just kind of disrespectful. It does feel a little right? disrespectful, but especially it makes, going back to the talent again, they have so much talent to put more games on television. I think is it's, it's more money. But how excited are you for Seattle Phoenix? Like it's like it's one and done. It's going to mm-hmm. be fantastic. It's like, crazy. It's going to be crazy. I, for me, I actually am fine with it. Like I like this. I like the way it's set up. Maybe yeah. as the game gets more popular, it, it it shouldn't be this way. But I'm I'm totally fine with it. I'm okay with it. I, there's a balance there too, right? I, there is a balance, and this creates more excitement with the one game, um, you know, kind of thing. I so, can't find odds anywhere. DraftKings has like just given up on the. They've double. taken them off the board. Yeah, I saw yeah. that too. So um, which which Mercury also, Storm is going to be is going to be exciting because it's if Tarasi's in a in a boot, like you said, she was injured last game. She might not be ready for Sunday's game against the Storm. Right. And then, uh, um, Brianna Stewart is also out. She might she's been may out. or may not play. She she's been resting for a couple of weeks now, at least. So I think they're going to the plan is that better she might be available for Sunday. Hopefully. Well, um, it's. I feel like, like I said, it's sort of next person up because there, there were players last night for for Phoenix that like played. Griner was was fine, but like the stars of the show were, you know, they it it was it wasn't Tarasi and Griner, you know, it was yep. it was Sophie Cunningham, uh, it was Brianna Turner. Um, the Liberty were the Liberty showed up to play. They felt like they got jobbed, which is fine it's just that's the part that's part of living in new yep. york um and chicago the chicago like i i honestly we talked about the season before the season started mm-hmm. and i feel exactly as confused as i did there are so <laughs> many good teams chicago looks really fucking good like i think they're that really they're, good they're dangerous now they're really i i i can see like what's her name vander 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 schloot she, dude she's like she's maybe the best point guard in the WNBA. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. I mean, you got Candace Parker. Um, so set it up. We've got Minnesota at Chicago. This Sunday. is really tough because these teams are really good and it's a very evenly matched. And they both both start off slow the, to the season. They were both missing players to start the season. And they both have come on strong in the second half. And now they have to play each other in the second round in a one and done. It's crazy. Both these teams could really do some damage here in, in, the, rest of the, in the rest of the playoffs. This is great. These are great second round matchups here. But Both who do you like, Chris? Let's give me a prediction. Chicago, so, Minnesota. Who I like? liked Chicago coming into the season. They were kind of my dark horse. They were. Um, and I knew at one point we talked about Minnesota, and I told you Minnesota would, was the team to watch out for the second half of the season going into the playoffs because they're going to get two or three players back that weren't playing the first half of the season. I'll stick with Chicago because I love me some Candace Parker. I know she's just uh, and she's Diamond just, Shields on that team. They're, they're, they've got such a great, they've got such a great team. Candace Parker uh, is the, a co- is a basketball player. She just is a fucking straight up. She just looks like a basketball player. She's head down. She doesn't mm-hmm. get fucking. She's I like. She's just a basketball player. She can hoop yep. in the NBA for sure. And Kal- and Kalia Copper, who is like one of those very sort of under the radar, underappreciated players, but is probably one of the better players in this league. Actually, she, I mean, she went off the other night. Apparently. I didn't get to watch the game. I was out to dinner with my wife, but I mean, she tore it up last night. 
and and probably it's reason probably why they they won and dominated um so that we're, game we're both chicago right yeah we're taking chicago but i'm not going to be surprised like links have the better record they have a really good team it, it's don't sleep on Minnesota here either. Cause either one of these teams, if they win, they could easily upset the, uh, in, in the next round as well. And then you've got Seattle at Phoenix, or I guess the other way around, probably Phoenix at Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Um, yep. It's at home. Um, this one's going to, man, this one's good. The, the, the thing I know about Phoenix is that they seem to, um, they need to be able to shoot and they're very inconsistent shooting. And I mean, from outside and mostly three pointers. And I but think that's the, probably the biggest key When the key chips to this game. were down, and they're so on fire right now. Like, oh, I think only Connecticut's playing has had a better last two weeks, right? Yeah. So they're the, they're peaking at the right time. They are, but they get into the playoffs. There was the, I think was it two years ago or three years ago that they had this. These two teams had an epic um, playoff series, best of five, and like uh, Super went off, and she like dominated that series. It was incredible. I don't know if that's going to happen again this year. Seattle needs, Seattle needs Brianna Stewart to win, I think. So like, get, if she's not playing, it's going to be really hard for Seattle to win. So this one's I hope I'm going to say Seattle because they've been resting her for long enough that I think they've been preparing for this game alone is to make sure Brianna Stewart's back and healthy. Um, if she's healthy, I don't think Mercury really have a chance even with Tarasi, but it'll be a tight, close game no matter what. Give me Phoenix all day. Uh, okay. And then I, and I love Phoenix. I, I do too because I, and I've been t- trying to tout them going into the playoffs, but they just, they never seem to be able to win enough games to sort of really sort of, you know, put themselves over that hump. They've been my little darlings this year. Although I picked Las Vegas to win it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting. Let's, uh, let's pick this back up and maybe there will be lines eventually. Maybe when they go into the best of five, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's, we should sort of, I do think, I, I do think though, I think it's, um, I think the Suns and the aces are, are the two best teams. Um, I think we talked about them for from the sure. beginning, yeah. even though the Suns were the, were the team to sort of watch as well in the second half, they were getting players back. They are in play. I mean, what they've won 14 in a 14 row or something like row. that. I think, yes. um, that's been incredible. I think, I do think those two teams play for the championship though this year. Um, and that's who and, should and, play. Yeah. And I think, right. exactly. yep. Oh, all right. Well, we will, uh, TBD. But it's so exciting. I can't wait to watch some of these games. I might actually watch these games on Sunday instead of NFL. Fuck yeah. All right. So speaking of, uh, you may have guessed based on how poorly I did last week in our, in our NFL picks. I have not watched a single football game all year. I, ha- I can't do it. Like I've been busy, but I also just haven't, like I can't come around to it yet for some reason. I'm just yep. not, uh, the Steelers stink. I'm not, I'm just not fired up. So, I know this show is like I, I'm giving bad, I'm giving away my tell. Like, I'm I'm just guessing. Also, I truly <laughs> believe you don't really know shit till week three. Yeah. And I've always said don't bet on week one, and now I believe yep. don't bet on week two because you always overcompensate because you think you understand the narrative in week one. So I'm gonna say my season starts this week, and I will try to watch some football. Uh, but it's gonna be hard with these fucking dub like a three o'clock and a five o'clock game. Yep. I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to watch the, I'm going to watch the Seattle, the Seattle Phoenix game. I have, to, I mean, at this point I have mm-hmm. to, I'm committed. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's jump into, uh, let's jump into our, into our NFL picks. If okay. you, if, if you want to, let's do it. Uh, should we, should we assign each game a, a Jimmy Buffett? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. Like Chicago, <laughs> Chicago at Cleveland. Uh, is the, is that a, it's midnight and I'm not famous yet. 
Let me. <laughs> These titles are so vague and stupid that exactly. you could actually build. You could be like, well, it is a. It's it's going to be midnight, and I, you know, Justin Fields is going to get the ball. So it's you know he's not famous yet, but he could be after this game. <laughs> So Chris, I like, who do you, who I like, you the like effort and the hustle there to try it's, to make that? I mean, work. you could do. I appreciate it. that. So Let me. I want to. I want to. I have some. I have some really terrible Chicago Bears quarterback history notes for you to start this game off. Okay. Right. It's, it's how bad Chicago has been with with and for quarterbacks for their history. Jake Cutler is the <clears> answer to all questions. Here, it, here's the here's the stats. Games with four passing touchdowns. Um, Jim McMahon. Seven. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Sorry. That was, that's not it. It's, f- sorry, 40 plus yard passing touchdowns since 2018. Trubisky had two of them. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. had two himself. Wait, what? So, Trubisky has, has thrown. Touchdown, two 40-yard-plus touchdowns since 2008 for the Chicago Bears when he was on the Chicago Bears. Like, that's, that's, not, a, that's not a hard thing to more? do, really. But Odell Beckham Jr. threw to his, himself as a wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Wow. <laughs> but, I mean, like, like, Chicago, I mean, so, yeah, Chicago quarterbacks suck. Like, I mean, I think everyone's coming to this realization this year all at the same time. Like, if you go back and you're like, wait a minute, was George Hallis really that good? I wasn't alive. Like, but they've always been built on, like, a running game and a defense, right? And they've gotten yeah. to the Super Bowl. Like, they, they made it to the Super Bowl with Rex fucking Chapman. Like, they made it with Jim McMahon. Like, Grossman. Oh, sorry, yeah, Rex Grossman. <laughs> Rex Chapman would be something. Rex Grossman. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, yeah, th- but they still have ha- had, ha- have had success. Like, it's not like they're a total toilet team. Like they've made the playoffs. Like no, no, I know. Everybody's but just beating up Chicago. History with, with, and they're not even leaning into their to their rookie until Dalton got injured. You know, and then they're like, oh, I guess we'll have to play Fields now. Then you know, and it's like, like you have an opportunity here to play a really good, potentially a really good quarterback, a young, exciting, dynamic quarterback. Like he he did the same thing. They they basically he, Fields is kind of a similar to Trubisky in his athleticism, his abilities, and yet they refuse to sort of game plan. Uh, their offense and tailor it to that kind of style. And maybe, like this I, guy, just, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the the devil's advocacy seat here again. Maybe they're just not good enough, and they don't want to send this guy out with a shit team. Like maybe. But they then why are you drafting? Why you? Why did you draft those two? Maybe they'll be there next year. Like maybe they'll be there next year. Like that's the like. But they're not even. But that's what I'm saying. Like they drafted these guys with with an athletic ability. Like and it, it's completely different from the other guys that they've had. While Trubisky was there, and and Fields is there now, and with Dalton, those other guys who are non-mobile quarterbacks, and it's like they're they're contradicting themselves in 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 who they are bringing in to play that position. Suddenly, and Andy Dalton is not a mobile quarterback. Did you? It's, def- it, it, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it's I would be horrified if I was a Chicago fan. I hate Andy Dalton with all my heart, but I just I'm not like and I'm not out on Nagy. Like I I. I think he's a terrible offensive. I think he's a terrible head coach and an offensive play caller. So, who do you like in this game, Chris? Well, here's the other side of it. Cleveland kept a. I Cleveland's defense. I think it's like you, you were high on it, and I think we were talking about it last week. Except for they kept a terrible Texans team in it the whole time. I know. And and only won by ten in the last you know five minutes of the game. They they should have covered that game easily by you know we picked it. I picked it twelve and a half. 
Like they should have covered last week. Um, I think Cleveland has a bad, like they don't have a bad defense talent wise, but I think they have a bad defense scheme wise. I and think I think their I think their secondary is highly overrated. I think that that could be true. I think that you I think you could be onto something because they they do have a lot of name talent and that's why i like i think that they, i thought and they first were round be picks good. in the secondary they have a couple quarterbacks and a and a and a couple of i think safeties and stuff too they also have injury problems i think you know it's something's holding them back on the defensive end and until they fix it until i see something otherwise i think cleveland i, I think cleveland keeps chicago in this game for some stupid reason i think chicago covers plus seven and a half i like that cover because i think that like the justin fields magic could be could be exciting and yeah. I also think there's 15 games left. This, the defense will be fine. They're not dominant It'll be fine. Right up front, it's just not great. But I'm going to I'm going to agree with you on this one because uh, I think I think that's because and that's I don't, smart I should have gone back to last year maybe and to see like how their how their defense did last year and how many games that they sort of against the press spread they did and stuff. But I think that's their offense is fine and they should dominate Cleveland no problem. I just I'm worried about the I'm worried about the the defense. Well, are only, you taking Chicago too then? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm in agreement okay. with you, and and okay. I should I should let everyone know that uh, we we pre-picked last night's game and we both won because we're not idiots and it was the writing was on. <sighs> it was close though for a while, man. That was, was it, it? Was nervous I did, as hell. I did not I did not even know. Um, next game, it, you want to read it off? Yeah, Baltimore on the road as the favorite, minus eight at Detroit. This one I'm calling. Why don't we get drunk? <laughs> I like Baltimore. They got a good offense. Again, another team with maybe a suspect defense. That their their defense isn't maybe as good as, as it's sort of week expectations three. Are. It's uh, it's week three. Maybe you're right, but I feel like these teams will like the a Harbaugh defense. Vegas is Vegas won week one against Baltimore and scored thirty three points. Last week they went against Kansas City. They gave up thirty five. Obviously that's that one's like kind of a you know, but I, I'm a little skeptical of Baltimore's defense as well. I th- I think on the road eight. As a favorite, I, 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 give me Detroit in the points because I think Detroit's God offense is actually terrible. You think Detroit isn't terrible? No, their no, their offense isn't. Their defense is horrible. Yeah, but I, I think their I, offense. Is, I liked is what I saw against the Packers. I saw I, I caught a tiny bit of it. Like those first drives mm-hmm. were decent. Like they can they can score. Um, but that feels like a reach, Chris. I'm gonna go ahead and take Baltimore and they. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. I want I want to be of, with it's you. It's a lot of points though. To, um. But I, I get it because, you know, I mean, last week I also picked Detroit, you know, to cover one and a, 11 and a half and they lost because they got blown out at the very end of the game by Green Bay. Something probably like that's going to happen again. Detroit can score points. Let's just put it that way. Exactly. That's why I'm taking eight. Yeah. Okay. Arizona on the road is another road favorite minus seven and a half in Jacksonville. Uh, this one I'm going to call. Pencil thin mustache. Okay. All right. I should say um, that, that would have been better with Minchu, but uh, you know, here we are. Yeah, but that's fine. Uh, I will say too, and this again, playing heavily, maybe uh, for influencing this game is with some of these others. So far, the road teams, both the dogs and the favorites, have been heavily winning for the first two weeks. Road dogs. Road dogs are, have been winning 70, 76% of the games for the Jesus season. Jesus Christ. Road favorites have been winning 60% so far. Road uh, Arizona at minus seven and a half. It doesn't feel like this should feel like this should honestly, this should be a, a double digit game. I think point spread to be fair. Yeah. Jacksonville sucks. Yeah. Jacksonville's terrible. I think this was an easy call Arizona for both of us. 
I uh, I'm with you. I think that okay. I think Jacksonville truly does have a garbage team, and I think that this is the only year. I'm gonna go with uh, James, and uh, agree that this might be the only year of Urban Meyer. Oh, for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I don't think he I really think... cares. Yeah, yeah. He he's gonna go get that USC already. job, and he's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Next game, the LA Chargers on the road as the dogs getting six and a half points in Kansas City. That's why I'm calling peanut butter conspiracy. Oh, I don't even know that one. I found some deep cuts now. <laughs> or steamer. Actually, it should probably be steamer. Uh, <laughs> Cle- oh, no, that should have been Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. man. You know what? If I would have thought about this. Anyway, they all work. Uh, <laughs> this is the, the, so Chargers. Are the Chargers good? Or are they Chargers the are same good. team? Um, the Chargers are good. They're not great, I think, offensive defensively here. I think Kansas City's defense is suspect as hell. Yeah. I think you could score points on them, and there's a high-powered Chargers offense who has no problem you know, getting the ball down the field and scoring points. I, I'm happy to take Chargers and the six-and-a-half points on this one. I'm going to go against you on this one again. Uh, okay. Kansas City, they, I, I've just by listening to podcasts, I know that they've, they're working out some issues in the run game. Uh, and I think that they're still super committed to the run for some reason, but I just feel like the Chargers. I don't. I don't know if they're. I'm not. You know what? They're probably better than six and a half point line, but I still am a Kansas City believer, so I'm just going to take six. Or I'll, I'll okay. take a KC right. and give up the six and a half. Fair enough. Uh, next game: New Orleans Road Dog getting three points in New England. I I think that's I think that's pretty generous points spread to give New Orleans. Only three points. Well, they like they should be getting they should be getting at least six seven. Yeah, eight, yeah. They, oh, the, you mean because of the amount of ass they sucked last week? Yeah, yeah. And they're on the road in New and well in I New mean, England against this a goes good against the road dog the road dog theory. But this feels yeah, this feels like a a generous line. I'm a, I'm totally in agreement here. Yeah, I think it's a little disrespectful to New England. I. New England, uh, also, like, do you have any doubt that like, Belichick can't scheme against, like, Taysom Hill and, and, and Jameis Winston, you know, de- you know, defensively? To, like, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't see this one at all. I, I feel like New Orleans should be at least getting close to a touchdown, if not a little more. Maybe. But what if Jameis just goes off? Like, like, if Jameis puts up, like, good numbers right off the bat, can Mac Jones catch up from behind? Like, that's my question. Like, if they wing it, if they just, if, if they, if New England went down... Like fourteen points. Yeah. Can can you do that? I I just I think that I think that was a that was an aberration the first week uh, against Green Bay, and and I think that goes back to my point is that I think Belichick's not going to allow Jameis Winston to sort of just go off and like score. You know, like he's he's gonna he's gonna his defense is gonna be too good. I think against Jameis. Okay. I whoa fucking ESPN. I hate that when they just blast music and I don't want to hear it. Uh. I'm going to go. I, I think we're in agreement here. Okay. Yep. Both taking the New England. Next game, Indianapolis on the road in Tennessee, getting five and a half points. I think Carson Wentz has two uh, sprained ankles. Two hurdy legs. Yeah. Uh, who's not going to play because apparently he'll listen to the doctors about this, but not about COVID. Uh, give me Tennessee minus five and a half all day. Tennessee. Well, because Tennessee whooped on Seattle. Is Tennessee good? Where, did they look I, legit good? I, yeah, I mean, well, listen, they whatever they did against Seattle, I mean, I honestly think Seattle blew that game because they they played a completely different style of of offense that they did against the first week. 
They went back to like old Seattle. But Tennessee looked not, like a Tennessee looked like a write up. Like they looked like shit the first week. Like they were like everyone. They looked like shit the first. They looked like shit the first half of that of the game against Seattle. So maybe and then they, they just kept pounding Derrick Henry and Seattle's defense is not good. So um, I, Tennessee's Tennessee's a good enough team. Indianapolis with with if it's Jacob Eason as their quarterback. Yeah, you said they have enough. no chance. That's it. All right, goodbye. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, uh, Washington football team on the road getting seven points in Buffalo. I'm going to just go, go with first. a straight road dog uh, play here. I think mm-hmm. that like Buffalo is still working out some shit. The Washington football team can score points with Heineke on like as QB, and their defense like need is about to step up. I'm telling you, like this team has a is is playing under their ability. And I don't think that Fitzmagic is the is the issue. I think that they can cover seven. Yeah. Well. Okay. First of all, if, if Fitz is, yeah, he's not playing. So no. But I mean, one. like that. But people were like jumped off the ship when he got injured. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. Like that right. wasn't the difference. They have a great running back. They've got great wide receivers. They have a dope. They have a, a dope defense. They lose. They have a couple of shitty games. Fitzmagic gets injured, and they're everyone's like writing them off. I don't think that like he's the difference maker. And I think that they can cover seven points. Buffalo. I I don't know if they're that good. I still, I said that before the season started. I still I believe that now. I know you're a believer. Um, Washington gave up 20 points to the Chargers. They only scored 16. They gave up 29 points to the Giants. They scored 30. I'm Hoggers. going. I'm going with my theory of that Washington football team is is both overrated offensively and defensively, and especially against uh, whatever that stat is I brought up last week or the week before that they they have a they don't have a very good record against uh, really good quarterbacks, which I believe in Josh Allen. I'm going Buffalo. All right, we're not going to see eye to eye there. Fine. Nope. Yep. What's up next? We should probably. <clears throat> Ooh, this is a good one. Step on. Is it? Yeah, man. Atlanta plus three on the road, going traveling to Jersey, the Meadowlands to play the New York Football Giants. The Giants, you know, <laughs> the Giants' best running back is Danny Dimes, which is says mm. everything about this team. Mm. I, mm-hmm. I, what the fuck? Uh, I'm, not gonna ar- I'm not gonna argue with that, right? Am I wrong? Is that no. like is that the truth? Right now, right now, this is not, a, yeah. This isn't anybody. This is anybody's guess, right? Like, what do you? Who do you like? I did the last one first. Thank God. I'll say. I'll say this. I think again, the Giants have a decent defense. Their offense is is inconsistent and suspect at best. Uh, Danny Dimes also plays really well against Washington every week, so that's why he looks so good last week or every every game he plays against them. So that's why he looked really good. I feel like Atlanta has has Atlanta's not great. They don't have a good running game. No, Atlanta um, sucks. Atlanta's garbage, but I think for me with this one, I think you just take the points on this one. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I it tells, did, you, it I, tells you one thing when Atlanta's that bad and they're they're only getting three points against the Giants. I think that tells you something. If, like you know what? If I thought the home team was like worth something, but it's a, but you're telling me it's not. So like, why would I play like into the hands of the Meadowlands when the those fans will be disinterested in the first like 15 yeah. minutes? Yeah, I, I, Atlanta, I think it's probably probably one of the worst teams maybe this year. This, this you know, but I, I think they can still score some points. I think they get a little right with their offense. I think Matt Ryan comes around a little bit. They, I think they can score some points in this game. He's not that bad of a quarterback. He just can't be that bad. He just can't no, be. No, he's got a, two tough weeks, too. I mean, they, they, they've had two tough games to start the season. So I, I think there's maybe a, a little bit maybe of an overreaction there with Atlanta. Great. You, wanted this, you ready for the game of the week? Yeah, let's do this one. Cincinnati plus three in Pittsburgh. 
Ben Roethlisberger. Dude, they bust that steel curtain finally. Oh, dude, they're gonna whoop Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh sucks. Like the, I mean, I, I, I'm only going off of what I've heard on the radio, mm-hmm. which is pretty doomsday anyway. Mm-hmm. But Watt and Roethlisberger are injured. Mm-hmm. They're they've already abandoned what I they were supposed to have. Like they were supposed to be playing play action. They're supposed to like. Roethlisberger is like throwing, getting the ball out of his hand quicker than he did last year, yeah. and they're running a different style of offense that's supposed to allow him to sit in a pocket. He doesn't have time to throw. He's getting murdered out there. Mm-hmm. It's like he'd young Ben might have been able to pull this thing together, but mm-hmm. Cincinnati's going to beat them so bad. Like this is a lock. Yeah, I you know what it, I saw something uh, the stat that was said uh, Pittsburgh's beaten Cincinnati like eleven of the last thirteen times or something. You know, and it's it's. You know, and every time everyone's like, "Oh, Cincinnati's got," you know, they're gonna get their number this year and stuff. And, and this time around, Pittsburgh always seems to sort of win, and, and it's not really usually a challenge and stuff. But I think you're right. There's too many injuries on Pittsburgh's side, offensively and defensively. I think Roethlisberger even has like something with his left pec or he shoulder or something. Even, I mean, I think he's gonna play, but he might not. He'll probably play. Uh, I like Cincinnati, especially just getting three points. I like the three points there, if nothing else, too. Uh, but I do like Cincinnati, man. I, th- I think. I think if they can score, I think Pittsburgh's defense might be a little suspect. I think Hightower's also out with TJ Watt, and I think that totally changes the dynamic. I don't think Pittsburgh's defense is suspect. I think that they they just had a bad week. They like they played against Carr, and Carr's on fire. Like they're, I don't think they're bad. I think they're yeah. banged up. I, I, I think, I, well, I think they're banged up, right? So I think it t- changes the dynamic. But if you can't bit. protect the quarterback, it's you know it, that also hurts too. You lose. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, we're going to the late afternoon games. The Jets. Travel to Denver and get ten and a half points. I'm gonna take this one again. I would actually take Denver in the points on this one. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I would. I, yeah. I think that I think there's enough. I think Bridgewater gives them enough, and the Jets mm-hmm. are just stinky. Like they're this poor kid's fucked. Like he, he's but he's like I'm. I should have never played football. I <laughs> if I would have known I was gonna end up in New York Jet. Like I. <laughs> Like he's just he's just another in a long line of poor, attractive quarterbacks that ended up in New York and had their careers and dreams dashed. He's like he's Chad Pennington. He's Mark Sanchez. He's Ugh. Sam Darnold. He's just Ugh. the list goes Speaking on of- and on. Like it's the curse of it's it's the curse of Joe Namath. He's like I'm going to be the last successful, attractive quarterback in this town, and he was right. He was right. Like they, um, this kid's fucked. Speaking of Mark Sanchez, and I, I know you haven't really watched any football games, but he did the he did the Chicago game last week against Cincinnati, yeah. and I tried to watch that game, and it was like he's really trying to have like that Tony Romo energy, and he's like he's he, but he can't diagnose a play like Romo. At That's all. not we don't come to you, Mark Sanchez, for for he, ex- he excitement. Was, we come to you for the insight. On yeah, butt no, fumbles. For the, for the, tell us, a, of him, man. tell us about butt fumbles. <laughs> he was so full of confidence, though, and, and everything he said. But there was, but it was, it was there was nothing there. He wasn't. He was just yelling. He was like, it was. He was such a like. It was like yelling the whole time because he was just trying to. It was like his mom was like, "You need to smile more and have more energy when you're doing this," you know. And he was like, "I know how this all I was It was just like, "Oh my god, dude, shut up!" It was terrible. Who's Mark Sanchez married to? Also, if you uh, Google Mark not- Sanchez, the first word that comes up is butt fumble, which yeah, is exactly. incredible. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. We're going to go Okay, uh, I'm, I'm actually with you on Denver. I'm not as low on, on uh, Zach Wilson as you are, but I think against a really tough defense, I think he's going to struggle 
And uh, he threw like so four I'll interceptions take, last week. I think I'll give up the ten and a half points. I'm gonna have to watch him at some point, but I think my gut, he's not bad. There's, my gut is that got, he stinks. He's got a good arm. There's, the offense has got some potential there and stuff too. The defense is also really bad, I think too. But the Jets, there's a little bit of something there for them. There's yeah. a little bit, just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, Miami on the road, getting only four points against a dominating Las Vegas team with Kobe Br- Kobe Brisket or whatever. Like, yeah, this I'm this surprised is- they're not getting more points. I yeah, it doesn't make it. I'm this is Vegas should be upset by this. I'll take Vegas. Why not? Okay. Like, all right. I th- I I don't think the wheels come off. I think the wheels come or this week. I think the wheels come off eventually. But I actually think they can beat Miami and be like, and everyone's going to be jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, there's a. Miami getting blown out by almost 30 points last week against Buffalo, 35 to nothing. Uh, I feel like Miami probably should have been getting more points here. And I, and so that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to, I'm going to take Miami to points here because I think Vegas is saying something that this game is going to be closer oh, interesting. Um, than, the, than, than everyone's kind of expecting or assumes it will be. And I'll take the points. Okay. Uh, this is probably the game of the week. Tampa Bay minus one and a half only in LA against the Rams. You're right. This is the game of the week because any time that Tom Brady might actually get touched by a defensive player, it's worth seeing. Mm. It's so boring to watch that team when no one can get to him and like the referees are like protecting him. Like it's, I realized after this, this week, there was an interview with Tom Brady's trainer. And he was God. like, I don't Who know. Cares? He said some clickbaity shit about Bill yeah. Belichick. And I, it, it was clear as day to me that I had chosen the wrong villain when it came to New England over all those years. I, had cho- I thought Bill Belichick was the problem, but he's not. It's fucking it's Tom Brady. Brady. That guy just Brady. sucks straight up. He yeah. sucks. All those people around him sucks. Yeah, the whole the, thing. like, and, fuck yeah. you. Well, who's interviewing his trainer? Like, get, get my, get my name out of your mouth, fucking whatever your guy, TB12. Like, I, 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 just want him to get, I just want him to get hurt, and I hope it happens. Uh, with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. So give me the Rams. Ooh, plus one and a half of the Rams. Okay. Uh, listen, Rams could probably score some points here. Uh, they, this is much like the Dallas game in the first uh, week against Tampa Bay, is that it's a passing team who can, and that's, that's how you attack the Tampa Bay defense. They're not going to be able to run the ball probably, and like Henderson for the Rams may or may not play, but I think this, this fits into their uh, abilities to score points against Tampa. This will be close. But I don't think one and a half points is it's close enough. I, I need like three and a half, I think, to take the Rams here. So I'm going to take Tampa. Okay. You're probably right. I, th- I think Tampa's still the better team, technically. So that's why I, it's just not enough. It's, there's not enough points. I don't think one and a half sort of makes a difference in this game. I think that people were right that the Rams are good. Like, I think they eh. are. I think, no? Okay. They're okay. They're okay. Right. We'll see. It's, uh, it's early. You know? yeah. Oh, Mr. now it's Mr. Early. It's uh, no, I'm saying. Listen, I haven't been that high in the Rams, but they've been playing Come well. Monday. But I'm saying it's early, so It'll I don't know if the Rams right. are still like legitimately good yet or not. Um, they also gave up 24 points to the to the Colts last week, uh, so it's I'm a little skeptical. I'm still a little skeptical on their defense. Their offense is probably legit. All right, uh, moving on. Seattle minus two on the road against Minnesota. Do you know anything about Minnesota? Why are they only getting? They're garbage. Why They're is terrible. It plus, why is defense it, is terrible. Why is it plus two? Why is it, is this an overreaction? Did Seattle look that bad? Like I can't. This makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah, they Seattle look plays bad in the second half, close? and they and, and now they go up against another running back who can maybe run all over them in Dalvin Cook. Um, I do think Seattle gets right in this game. I'm I'm reluctantly picking Seattle though. I'm not taking Minnesota. Not with that okay. many points. 
Yeah, they, Minnesota a, looked. I, they just they don't look good at all defensively, cool offensively. I, I, there's something. There's a disconnect off on their offense. I think with Cousins and the wide receivers, something's not quite right. Maybe they kind of turn things around here a little bit too. Maybe it, maybe it's maybe Seattle's not that good. Uh, so you never know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Seattle to rebound. Okay. Uh, Sunday night game, Green Bay pl- only plus three against San Francisco. Um, I, I feel like Green Bay is there's the road favorites. They're or they're sorry, the road dogs, they're getting three points. That seems a little, that doesn't seem quite right either to me. Well, they did get their asses handed to them the first week of the season. San Francisco hasn't had their asses handed to them. No, but they barely beat Philly last week, 17 to 11. Um, Green Bay came around, you know, around and, you know, stomped. I I mean, conventional wisdom tells us to take Green Bay. I think we're both are going to take Green Bay, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think you just take the points in this game. Right, you have to. It's it's the road dog. Just take the points. Last game, Monday night. Come Monday, it'll be all right. There you go. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. Yeah. What's the next line? Philly. I spent four lonely days in a brown LA. LA Hayes, I had no idea. Oh, is that what it is? I didn't know it was LA Hayes. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, Philly plus three and a half in Dallas. I don't think this is enough points for Philly either. Really? I didn't, is yeah. It, is Philly, Philly playing good? D, D, uh, the Dallas defense is playing much better than last season. Dallas uh, is legit. I they think. might be a legit defense. Not like a great defense, but a legit defense. I think that Dallas is probably good at football. I think that Zeke's playing, like all the pieces are in place. Like this is the Jerry Jones dream. Like yeah. he's got the coach he wants. The team seems to be playing gelling well. His mm-hmm. DAC, his overpaid players are playing like at least sort of close to their their salaries. Yeah, Zeke's not yet, but they've also got Zeke, Pollard stepping Zeke's, up. But Zeke's he he'll be all right. He's gonna yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, I I I might be jumping back on the Cowboys bandwagon. Um, give me one. It's more literally week. these two teams in this division, and then that's it. Well, like Washington's not there, Giants aren't there. It's it's Philly, Dallas. Philly looks oh, Philly looks decent, like we kind of talked about at the start of the season. I think these two teams come down to like the, who wins the conference. So you like Dallas in this game? I like Dallas in this game. I it's just I Philly only scored uh what was a eleven points last week. Like their offense, did, their yeah. offense is okay. I think they're okay, but they're just not they're not great yet. And I and against a Dallas a high octane Dallas offense, I. I'm just not sure that they're 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 in in the same league right now in this game on the road. I'm with you. We picked a lot of the same ones. This we were we're just like we were lockstep. I, lockstep. I we're ten minutes over. That's entirely my fault. I still I would I could do another round of Jimmy Buffett. I know no one <laughs> else will. wants to. We will. But I yeah. We'll, we'll slowly peel away the layers here, like week after week. Well, I okay. <laughs> I, I we need to have like a Buffett corner. Like I I just. There's so much I need to. It's a know. whole separate podcast. We'll do a whole separate show. <laughs> you, we should. You should introduce me to the world of Jimmy Buffett. Uh, so, what song am I listening to again? What's the one that you told me? It's to? like it's like playing defense, right? In the basketball, like you gotta you gotta want to do it, right? You gotta you gotta have like an open mind. But like then, why do they make it seem like it? Like that? That's like that's like prog rock or like you know metal. Like you have to want to do that. But why do they make it seem like it's free and easy? Like. Because it's Jim- not for everybody. Because you can't, people can't get past the lyrics, the schmaltziness, the shtick, all that stuff. You know, like the Hawaiian shirts and the and the pi- and the and the and the parrot heads and all that stuff. Like it's 
people are so anti Buffett. Like it's really hard, I think, to convince yourself that you're going to try to like really sit down and enjoy the stuff. You've already, you're already criticized like the lyrics and stuff. You're like, oh Jesus Christ, these lyrics. And that's the point. Like, you, I think you either like it or you don't. What was the song you told me to listen to? I forgot. Tin already. Cup Chalice. Oh, right. How did I forget? I'm listening to that right now. All right, go fuck yourself. Have a great weekend. Thanks for playing. Bye. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>